Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, March 10th, 5.33 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. May corn futures down three quarters of a cent at 6.10 and three quarters. May soybeans down seven and a half at 15.03 and a quarter. May Chicago wheat down a quarter cent at 6.65 and a half. May Kansas City wheat up a half cent at 7.77 and three quarters. May spring wheat down three and a quarter at 8.14 and a quarter. We're going to start off with the corn market today, which has really collapsed. This is an ugly deal. The chart on my screen is your nearby May 23 corn contract. It traded its lowest level since August of last year, uh, just yesterday. December 23 corn futures fell to their lowest level since July of last year, uh, trading in the low 550s here this morning. So why is the corn market falling? I have a couple of ideas. Uh, number one would be the demand situation. Uh, the very obvious thing would be the pace of export sales and shipments, uh, both of which are soft. They're not where they need to be in order to hit USDA projections. Now, USDA did reduce its export projection earlier this week, but that's a number that probably needs to come down uh, more in future reports. The other thing would be ethanol. Um, the pace of ethanol production in the United States is not where it needs to be in order to hit those USDA projections. So long story short, when it comes to old crop corn, uh, the carryout is probably getting larger and not smaller. I think that's the first part of it. The second part of it, I think, has to do with acreage. I would uh, very uh, strongly make the argument that corn has probably won the U.S. acreage battle, if you want to put it that way. Uh, most farmers aren't going to make any big changes now, even though corn prices have fallen. Uh, decisions have been made. Soybeans still pencil worse on the majority of Corn Belt farm budgets that I've seen. There are exceptions, of course, but corn still uh, pencils better even at these reduced prices. So I see some problems here. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that it took the market as long as it did to recognize these demand problems. And I think that the acreage situation, uh, the way I see it is becoming a little bit more obvious. Corn won the acreage battle and, and we're going to find out uh, to what degree corn won the acreage battle on March 31st. Uh, those would be my ideas here when it comes to corn. Guys, I did a video with Chris Barron yesterday regarding uh, corn and soybean budgets, updated budgets, and why we're kind of entering the danger zone here. You know, for a lot of farmers in the Corn Belt and elsewhere, uh, new crop corn prices are below the cost of production. If you consider um, a normal basis, below cost, maybe slightly above cost, maybe near break even. It's it's really uh, we we have approached the danger zone here. If you guys want to see this video, lots of details. Uh, go to standardgrain.com this morning. You can sign up. Fifty bucks a month. Cancel at any time. I'll send you this video over this morning along with a ton of other information. Now, wheat prices have also collapsed. Um, I've got the uh, weekly SRW wheat chart on my screen here. I think there's two things going on here. So first off, U.S. wheat is overpriced. Uh, Russian wheat is like a $65 per ton discount to U.S. HRW wheat on the export market. That's like an 18% discount. So Russia uh, continues to be the global price setter when it comes to wheat exports. And wheat just um, in the United States, it's overpriced uh, relative to all else. Um, there also, I think, is some optimism regarding Regarding this black sea grain deal and i've got a, a story on that here in a minute but i think a lot of people are of the opinion that this thing uh, will be renewed now we do have drought of course and um, the crop conditions that we've seen from these individual states or kansas Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, the, the ratings are terrible. The market just uh, does not care for the moment. I mean, the market has not reacted to this. Now, when USDA starts to put out national crop ratings here in a few weeks, maybe the market will start to care. But for the moment, 
I think the fact that U.S. wheat is just overpriced versus uh, Russia in particular, and Russia is the world's top wheat exporter, uh, that's a big deal. So this wheat market is ugly, ugly, ugly stuff. Um, we made fresh lows in all three classes, uh, SRW, HRW, and spring wheat yesterday. Now, regarding the grain deal, Russia says that renewing the Black Sea grain deal could be quite complicated, was the quote. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov complained that the deal is being half-fulfilled and that the extension or a extension would be complicated. Lavrov said, our Western colleagues, the United States and the European Union, pathetically declare that no sanctions apply to food and fertilizer, but this position is dishonest. Uh, UN Chief Antonio Guterres said this, we are working hard to remove all of the remaining obstacles to facilitate exports of Russian food and fertilizers to global markets. I don't know if there's anything new here today. That The trade does not seem concerned about this situation. I know uh, Cargill mentioned earlier this week, and I had that um, tear sheet yesterday, Cargill discussed uh, the idea that the that the the deal would be renewed or extended and that China was kind of interested in this and the fact that China and Russia have become close um, is a factor. So uh, remains to be seen, but people seem to be optimistic. Export sales were kind of a mixed bag last week. USDA reported net cancellations of soybeans, uh, just small net cancellations. So that was a marketing year low. Um, unknown destinations in Pakistan total, uh, canceled a total of 440,000 metric tons, offsetting any increases. Uh, despite a bad week, soybean export sales are where they need to be to hit USDA projections. So I don't see a problem there. Now, corn sales were strong at 1.4 million. Japan and South Korea were the largest buyer. That was the best weekly corn total since late January. Still, Still, um, sales and shipments in corn are not where they need to be. Um, export sales are down 39% accumulated versus last year. Shipments down by a similar amount. That new USDA projection uh, says that corn exports will decline by only 25%. So unless we really start to see a continuation of better corn export sales, USDA may have to come down even further with their export projection. Brazil's government released its monthly crop report yesterday, CONAB, that's like Brazil's USDA. Uh, they were out with some numbers. They've got the soybean crop at 151.4 million metric tons. That That's down from 152.9 previously. Despite the decline in the soybean estimate, the new estimate is reflective, of course, of a record crop. A 151.4 crop uh, soybeans in Brazil would eclipse the previous record of 139.5 from two years ago by 8.5%. Conab increased its projection for the country's corn crop to 124.7, up from 123.7 previously. That new estimate would eclipse the old record, which was just last year, by about 7.5% if confirmed. Uh, there was some additional news here. Brazil's second largest ag lender, this is from Reuters, uh, said that the soybean crop in Brazil would fall to 147 million metric tons as the as a result of drought in the south, um, that the drought in southern Brazil, the southernmost state of Rio Grande do Sul, that's the same drought essentially that impacted Argentina and has caused major crop problems there. So they've got the crop in that state uh, pegged to 12 million, where Conab's at 15.2. So there is some talk out there about a sub 150 uh, Brazilian soybean crop, which is interesting. We've got a jobs report this morning, uh, unemployment data at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Economists estimate that non-farm payrolls increased by 225,000 in February. That would be down sharply from 5.17 in January, but that J January number was a blowout. It was su surprisingly strong, probably had something to do with varying seasonal factors. They may retroactively adjust that January number today. U.S. unemployment rate should remain steady at 3.4%. That's what's expected. The Fed continues to watch the employment situation really closely. This tight labor uh, market and rising wages have contributed to inflationary pressure, uh, pressures. 
strong jobs report this morning certainly opens the door to more aggressive rate hikes. Treasury markets uh, have now mostly discounted a half point hike uh, from the Fed later this month. The cattle market yesterday was lower. Feeder cattle were lower. There were some cash cattle reported, 164 to 165 in Texas. We'll see what develops here today. Uh, U.S. dollars a little bit lower. The stock market's off just a little bit. The S&P's down three points. The Dow Jones down 80. Bonds up a full handle. Gold's up five bucks. Crude oil down 66 cents in the April WTI at 75.06. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll talk to you Monday.